0: Two, three, Because we're famous for this podcast, no, we weren't famous before, now we're
1: famous for this podcast,
0: it's what we're famous for.
2: All right. Sweet. We yes. are back in the podcast business, uh, joined by Mike Turpin. Welcome, Mike. What's up, guys? Thank you for having me on. This is exciting. Yeah. um, What kind of name did uh, Turpin end up being, Mike? Not like, you know, what the hell kind of crazy name is that? Just like, uh, I guess, where does that come from?
3: Oh, um, actually, it's my dad's last name. No, um, (laughs) it's uh, English. Um, I think my, my grandfather's side of the family is all... English, something like that. British, English, white European. Okay.
0: Yeah. Great Britain.
3: Gotcha.
2: Yes. I was going to yeah. maybe guess uh, French with like a turpin angle. Ooh.
3: Maybe. Okay. I mean, there might be a, a branch of it, right? It might have branched out and became a French last name with a little bit of twang. Right.
2: Mark Turgeon's little brother. <laughs> yes. Right. Change one uh, consonant in a last name. Pass it down the family. Yeah, maybe the uh, the English and the French Turpins were, were at each other. You fight it out to see who, which group gets to claim that name. So like you got a borderline name, uh, you know, Smith is English and Jewish and, you know, they fight it out. Okay. English, <laughs> yeah. English won the fight. It's an English name, everybody.
3: <laughs> that would definitely work. Yeah, they need to do that.
2: They need to find <laughs> last names. And-
0: <laughs>
2: they need to start doing
0: that. I I really think. <laughs> um, what what are some of the real like? Yeah, well, I'm just wondering. Like, is what's Johnson? Johnson's oh, got to be English, right? Okay, I I just feel like a lot of people can lay claim to Johnson.
2: Johnson. You
0: know, yeah. I think they're the
2: Irish Johnsons. The uh certainly the Scottish Johnsons. And that then makes sense.
0: a lot of African Johnsons too, mm-hmm. I think. It's the, you know, I it's it's it would be hotly contested, I think, the the war over who gets to claim Johnson.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would a lot
3: d- of people fighting.
2: <laughs> I think that one does go down as the biggest uh name fight. Right, Johnson, Smith, and uh, Williams, I think, fight yeah. it out to the death. And um yeah. Yes. Well, Mike, yeah, kind of a jack-of-all-trades I have you as, you know, with, you know, comedian, weightlifting, doing some fighting, psychedelic stuff, like, and actually possibly, you know, looking to make singing one of these trades. But, uh, yes. yeah, I mean, many, many trades leading up to this. Talk about that uh, journey, if you wouldn't mind.
3: Yeah, man, I I don't, it's just something that I got into getting into things and then it just kind of became my thing. And as I haven't settled down and done the whole kids with like the, the job that you pretty much have to slave over, um, I've, I've always kind of had, I guess like in high school, I wanted to be a filmmaker. So by like 11th grade, I was editing films with a buddy of mine, you know, who wound up to be, you know, go on and go to film school. And he works uh, on, on the sets of that sort of thing. So he, he kind of felt, you know, took that further. And then by senior year, I was involved in this uh, shit called Slam Poetry. And Oh, man. Yeah, I was. I competed yeah. at the national poetry slam two years in a row. Um, no shit. Yeah. Holy n- smokes. Yeah. So I mean, now I w- we had like a Baltimore, DC team, and I went as like um, entourage and competed at slams that were there. So I wasn't on the Baltimore, DC team. It was like an alternate thing. But I mean, regardless, like I was involved in it enough where like you know a buddy of mine and I. Um, Christ I I went further with that essentially than I did in stand up and then I kind of didn't like I liked the side of it that was performing and I kind of liked that it had this competitive uh, side to it but I mean poetry itself had its limits as far as you know artistic expression and then I just kind of transitioned into comedy I already had some poems that were uh, comedy esque and then I got into the stand-up, and uh, at the time, I guess I had been doing powerlifting. Well, I used to be similar to to Pete losing a lot of weight. I mean, uh, in high school, I was 340 pounds. And I got, I lost weight, became a trainer. I just got into the idea of like going big on things when you, when you lose like over a hundred pounds and then next thing, you know, you're working in the field. And I got into the lifting. I competed as a power lifter sometime between, I guess before comedy, early stages of comedy, I was still competing as a power lifter. Um, and then, Towards the end of stand-up, uh, if you remember Alan Piesnack, he did rap battles. And actually, for oh, yeah, a couple years, I was doing rap battles. I got into it through him. And, oh, shit, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. And then um, I... St- just, I was running a, an MMA podcast as a comedian. So when I was in Color Me Funny, the the stand up thing I was in, we we were gonna start doing. All of us have our own podcast. I was the only one that really followed through with it. Brandon Lascure had a podcast for a little while, and maybe uh, Justin and Matt tried to do one for a little bit. But but I kept going at it for probably a year and a half, two years, maybe we had color me bloody, which was an MMA podcast. <laughs> well, that guy was a fighter jujitsu guy. And it got me into like, as part of like a, a skit for the thing I, or for the show, I grappled him and I was actually going to spar, like do like a kickboxing match with a kickboxer from his gym. Luckily we didn't go through with that. Cause I, I'm, I would have been way over my head, I had no oh, wow. idea what I would have been in store for.
2: Um, yeah. Did anybody uh, try to grab you up and make you uh, a lineman at any point? Dude,
3: I, I so in football, I, was, I, I played football in ninth grade. But before that, all the sports I was into were like basketball and baseball. And I just wasn't really into the intense physical side of it. Um, I wasn't really that good at just laying my body on the line and just – Thudding and, and hits. I Being a lineman bored me. I was used to being able to be the star. Like I was a baseball pitcher and, mm. you know, batted cleanup. And then um, in basketball, <laughs> I was used to being able to score and do something. Yeah. Then you play football and it's like, this is the most boring. This sucks. Like you can't, if unless you like cause a fumble, like you really can't do a whole lot. Like it's a noble I, role yeah. and all, but
2: it's sucks. I relate to that big time with like, being huge and, like, you know, knowing nothing and in 10th grade going out and just telling my older brother, who was a receiver on varsity, like, I'm going out for quarterback. I was, like, (laughs) 6'3", 300 pounds as, like, as a sophomore. And, like, he's, like, no, you're not. no Like, you're not allowed. They're not going to let you do that. Um, So, yeah, I relate to the, like, big guy not wanting to just be a lineman. Like, no, like, tight end at, at most, at least. Like, that's half lineman, half receiver. I'm good at sports.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, I've oh. seen you. I've seen you ball, dude. I've seen. you. I'm a big fan of the basketball. Oh, <laughs> the, the, trick yeah. shot
2: guy who never makes it. Shout out. Yeah, oh, thank you.
3: You almost really pull something off big there a lot of times, you know.
2: Yes, I'm on the. <laughs> I'm on the verge of it uh, uh, many times. Um, yeah, and then yeah, the the outtakes being uh you know ones where i make it i thought that was a good uh like that was tag awesome. tag to the joke <laughs>
0: yeah that is Get, let me ask mike and don't i don't know if there's a right way to ask this uh without being probably offensive to the slam poetry community but did you ever come around uh like after you did the slam poetry thing and then you moved on to your next creative endeavor or whatever to just come around to realize how stupid that was.
3: <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh it's something that I didn't realize probably until maybe more recent years. The more and more I look back on the people that I idolized, I realized a lot of like the insane insecurities and egos and not even the act of slam poetry. Like I do really enjoy some people. I don't know if you're familiar with the the rapper, well, the rappers Saul Williams and Sage Francis, both. Oh yeah, I remember um, Sage Francis. Yeah, they both started off as slam poets, and I mean, there is good slam poetry. It's essentially just a performance monologue. It's it doesn't it doesn't really. I mean, when you see what the stereotypical slam poem is. It's pretty awful when they, when they put it in a movie, but <laughs> if you were to go, if you were to see the end of, I mean, if you were to really be around some people, you would be like, holy shit. And in New York, actually, there's a great scene. There are venues, um, Bowery, the, the New Yorker. um, it doesn't matter that I, I, I'm sure there are still some places where it's a really wild thing to experience, but but oh, cool, okay. It is really overwhelmed by people who are essentially grabbing low-hanging fruit of acclaim, and everybody is pretending to like each other's stuff while not mm. giving a shit about each other's stuff because, yes. like, the, okay. the egos and the the need for if you think the need for attention and and acclaim and all this stuff, and then the sensitivity level of these people. It's it's way more extreme than the comedy scene. I mean, it's it's more, it's it kind of reminds me a little bit like improv people or maybe people who take karaoke night way too seriously.
2: (laughs) Yes, me, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, definitely. Um, And yeah, is like what you're talking about with like people laying claim to things. Like I'm imagining like somebody doing something as just down the middle is like, life is a journey and we need to embrace it. And People are like, oh yes, amen. Like, yeah, do I snap, have that? Is that snap.
3: what's happening? They snap if right. they- Right, they snap it, it's, at it's, like okay, life is so a the journey. Parts, yeah.
0: Those parts are really true in the in the shows and the movies, right? Because I, yeah, I, you're right. I'm basing it on nothing. I'm basing that on me being an ignorant idiot and <laughs> uh, the, the whatever shows and and movies have had slam poetry in it. So you're right. I, I I've yeah. got nothing on that, but they're really snapping at at. Uh, uh, I mean, at uh, you know,
3: it happens. Yeah. It happens, and then and then you get the thing where when somebody has an aura or a presence or a notoriety, people will like their stuff just to like it. See, one of the things about slam yeah. poetry is you don't really have time to digest it or absorb it, and if you're not like a high processing, like if you're not if you're not If you don't have the best processor upstairs, like, and somebody's throwing some really, really meaty, heavy poetic devices and abstract imagery, I mean, good luck, good luck making any sense of it. So, (laughs) so it's very easy just to throw some shit out there. You're not able to, like, read into it at all. Um but, but I say all that to say I mean yeah there are a lot of I mean people opening up about some really crazy serious personal stuff uh some people just have a way with words and and talking about stuff in a way I mean it's like it's better if so like now that I'm into trying to you know make some music express some, myself in different ways like coming from the slam poetry background definitely makes me realize how awful and thoughtless and like bad a lot of lyrics are like y- i can see that yeah yeah it's just like so it's so crazy what is possible okay. for 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 the best music when it comes right. to lyrical content
2: team these guys up like the best slam guys get them yeah. hooked up with like the pop writers and like here let me you know here i'll give you five bucks No. Um, And I'll take it and make millions. But no, team those guys up, get them some work. I can't imagine. Yeah, you can't probably make a living doing slam poetry. I'm sure the best can. But like team these guys up with, uh, you know, the pop
0: writers with uh, Bruno Mars. Yeah. uh, This this is a dumb question here, but what makes it slam poetry?
3: So literally slam poetry is just this. This is what like it is. Definitively. And this is why when you see stuff in movies, it's not always a poetry slam. Uh, it might be more like a poetry reading. See, a slam right. po- a slam poem is a poem that is made for a, a poetry slam and a, and a poetry slam is competitive performance poetry where you have three minutes or less with a 10-second grace period. So three minutes and 10 seconds to perform a poem, typically off page because it is a competition. So, I mean, it, it's probably going to be hard to get judged a 10 and do your best job if you're, you know, reading off of a paper. But sometimes people do, especially just at a local one. But you you perform it. And there's five judges randomly selected from the audience. You cut away the highest, you cut away the lowest. So you take the three middle scores, and that gives you your score for that round. Typically, they are two round slams. If you are slam certified, a slam certified venue, which where there were like seventy four at the time, um, most of them wow. in the United States. But if we, I was I was going to a PSI Slam Certified Poetry Slam Inc. venue, and every year they would send people to both the individual World Poetry Slam and then and send a team to the National Poetry Slam. Um yeah. So I went to the Austin, Texas is where they had the, the, the national, I mean, and it's huge, dude. There was like a, I don't know how many floor Hyatt that were like, almost everybody in there was for the poetry slam. When you're walking the streets in Austin, Texas, it's like everybody you see seems like people you recognize from these slams it's it's insane but it's like like a
2: comic-con thing everybody dresses up as their favorite poet (laughs) yeah
3: (laughs) yeah so i mean quite literally slam poetry is the competition performance sport side of it and it's a very specific thing so that's where some of it gets lost in translation
0: i see okay so it has nothing to do with like The style of poem. You could go up there and and read, uh, you know, two roads diverged in a in a yellow wood or whatever
3: <laughs> you, you could do whatever you want it's pretty it's pretty uh, broad and like it's funny because each scene like each city kind of has their own thing like for some reason Baltimore was kind of known for being storytellers and a storyteller poem typically isn't overly heavy with like your, your normal poetic devices with like obvious like metaphors and, and similes and alliteration and rhyming didn't have a whole lot of that and was more just like you know poetically written i guess you would call it prose to some nature but it was it was much more like a monologue like an actor like a theater performance maybe um a bit drier than a theater uh performance but it would remind you a bit more of a monologue now then some scenes would be known for i mean i recall uh like denver being very like Image heavy and probably more abstract and uh, very serious, harder to follow. Literally, Baltimore was much more straightforward, you know. So that, wow. and then the DC scene, we were a merge team. The DC scene had more like rhyme and like beat poetry influence. Yeah.
0: Okay. Wow. That's that's uh, that's really interesting. I didn't know any of that stuff. And and you said you did. Uh, at some point come around to realizing it was stupid? or Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's pretty stupid, man. (laughs) No, no, no. No,
3: it it honestly, it it really is. The general consensus is that it is. But you would appreciate, like as a comic, you would appreciate some people's, like some people's, like things, like one guy had a poem called Bloodbath and it was all about period sex. And I mean, God, like the puns Uh, and like the, the, just you would really appreciate the intelligence that went into the jokes for not being a stand-up comic. Some of these people had some Absolutely, incredibly yeah. like I remember one guy had a poem called Assholes in Love. And it was just about like him, uh he was a gay guy, him and his boyfriend just being total assholes. And it was cool. It was, it was a great, it was a great uh poem. Um So there, there's, there's all sides to it. Any genre, anything you could imagine, it's probably been experimented with, but ultimately it's very lame. Very, very (laughs) lame. (laughs) Yeah. I know I'm a fan of battle rap
2: and I think, yeah, a lot of similarities there. And I, so yeah, the, like good, just right. Just good jokes and good, uh, like, oh, that's clever as shit. That stuff's all very fun. Um, I want to ask you, yeah, like psychedelic athlete is like your handle, uh, I mean and, and with that I was thinking like, is there just like fun summer leagues where you have to be on drugs? Like the Acid Basketball League or so you know, you have to show up, everybody takes acid. I I don't know.
3: Well, I made an offer to High Rollers. High Rollers is a jujitsu event where they everybody I mean, can be stoned. A lot of them smoke joints right before smacking hands and beginning the match. Um And it's a really big event. And I was supposed to be on one before COVID. And then once COVID hit, they kind of changed it where you need to get sponsorships from like a local dispensary in order to Ah. go out there and compete on their stand. And I'm just like, I'm not dealing with that. I don't feel like trying to get some sponsor or something to do your event. Um, Right. The new
2: steroids becomes taking fake acid before the uh, match. Like, all right, everybody's on acid. I took fake acid. I'm I'm on steroids. (laughs)
3: Yeah. I told them, I said, you know, with all the legalization and stuff of, of mushrooms coming around, like the day you guys want to step it up, like a lot of us have been competing stoned way longer than you've been doing high rollers. Like this is nothing new to the jujitsu community. Like the day you want to get some people together and make them eat 10 grams of mushrooms and do some sort of Iron Man jujitsu, look no further. So do people um, come
2: out of that? Just like so enlightened, like I mean, it's a very intimate thing, like fighting someone anyway. And then to be on uh, what I imagine a very like, you know, enlightenment drugs, uh, Mm. that's gotta be like, you, you walk away from that
3: fixed, right? You, there's no, you have no problems after that. Yeah. I don't really know if it's that common of a thing that has (laughs) actually been done. I mean, everybody's doing it. (laughs) I've experimented pretty, uh, thoroughly. Uh, actually when COVID hit, I had some mats in the bedroom and I would have like a rolling partner and, uh, we would do jujitsu rounds, um. And I I did it maybe upwards to, like, a couple grams of mushrooms. I've gone to a a jujitsu competition on, like, a tab of acid before. Um, Wow. That kind of thing. Nothing to the point where you're, like, extremely in the deep end or, like, really, really uh, obviously in that headspace, though. You kind of keep it together. But it makes it way more intense. It's it's like a different type of adrenaline. It's like a different type of primal. Um, there's nothing distinctly like, especially once the moment hits, as far as like visually and your thoughts, it's not it, it kind of like the 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 obviously psychedelic parts kind of clear up. Like you gotta keep okay. it together. Like imagine if you're 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 fucked up and then a cop pulls you over and you have to do a sobriety test. Like you, sometimes right. you can really, you probably could really pull through, you know, you could really right. just for a little bit, get, get right. the screws back tightened. So it's kind of sure. like that maybe for the jujitsu match, but I don't yeah. really know what it would be like for most people. Um, I'm definitely not most people when it comes to psychedelics. So,
2: well, the primal thing, I feel like makes sense a little bit. Cause weren't like, you know, back in the day, isn't that how we found it? Like just animals would like eat mushrooms and like trip and like, you know, That's probably how they learned how to be vicious enough to attack. They're like, ah, I'm, you know, I'm enlightened. I need to go kill this guy to eat him. I'm so enlightened.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's, there's belief that, like, that, I mean, who knows? But there's a lot of popular thought that that's even where, like, a lot of conscious thought and culture comes from. I mean... When you, when you really look in deep to psychedelics, man, there's a lot of, A, our history, and B, potential influence in the way we are from these things. I mean, every ancient, intelligent civilization pretty much uh, was ingesting large amounts of them and worshiping right. them all across the globe. And when you actually pay attention to what it is people are experiencing, not when they just eat a little bit of acid or, or eat a little bit of mushrooms, when they like when you're like exposed to it, like tremendously and you do large, large amounts and stay in that headspace, I mean, you're talking about people interacting with beings that are like teaching them things. And it's extremely like mathematic and geometric. Right. And then on top of that, like, I mean, the stuff dances at you and it looks like these beings are doing like yoga poses and tells right. you. That's what I'm thinking about your life.
2: <laughs> yeah. In this yeah. acid basketball league, there'll be these like phantom defenders you know yes so <laughs> i think c you said a b and then i think c would be the acid basketball
0: leagues <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yeah. i would love that i i, I would love this acid basketball would be a fun thing to watch
0: yeah are are you in there mike on uh machine elves and uh you know have you done dmt oh, or of, ayahuasca I've
3: done, I've done dmt hundreds and hundreds of times i did it every day for about a year
0: Holy smokes! Okay, yeah. So all of that's real, like there's yeah,
3: it's as as real as as you could ever think it to be, but who knows? I mean, it, it definitely makes you wonder what is real. I think I think at the end of all of it, it's not literally. I think when people say that it's just machine elves, or people say that it's God, or people say that it's aliens, I think they need to look a little deeper and try a bit more. Uh, Because then you start to realize that there's sort of paradoxes or layers to it. Or maybe you you go through to one level of existence and like 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 one family tree of creations and then you drive past that level of creation or who knows it's it's a portal to to everything that this could never be or is not and and all constructs go out the window you watch your construct of time slip away you you watch like as you pull back to being something a part of you know a part of something greater than yourself you start to draw from all these perspectives and have all these grand awarenesses and as it's happening it feels realer and realer and your senses and your awarenesses seem stronger and stronger and it's aha moment after aha moment and whether there's a little machine elf sitting in front of you whether it's like this large being or whether you become the beginning point of it all and then draw back even from that it really if it could become quantum mechanics it can become holy shit there's millions of alternate me's that are kind of like that are kind of funneling out of this place that i just backed into it it can be all of it it could be anything it could literally be anything like that that you've ever imagined and uh and and probably more so it's not just machine elves but it is you know machine elves. yeah
2: that's these, That's what these guys, uh, like these street performing guys who just like yell love messages. I feel like that's just what they have to be on. Like it's just, uh, you know, epiphany after epiphany that like this is wild and we are all like that. That sounds like uh, what what a guy like Matthew Silver, like a well-known just street yeller in New York. Yeah, he's got to be, he's got to be, uh, what's the drug we're talking about? DMT, DMT, yeah, DMTed out his, uh, out the wazoo. Yeah, man. So, yeah,
3: probably.
0: So, Mike, what what people say is that uh, when you and you kind of alluded to it when you try when you do this DMT, uh, it feels like that place that you wind up in that you that place you go on DMT, uh, which is different for different people, but you know, generally. Uh, feels more real than this reality. And that this sort of feels like some type of dream or hallucination, and that's that's more real. Did you do you experience that? DMT oh, yeah. makes that would...
2: it seem like there's uh, slam poetry happening all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. No,
3: yeah, I mean, it, it's it's an amplification <laughs> to the point where it can even be uncomfortable. The level of which you're experiencing, and things like you might be looking at this damned serpent of sorts and and it's like you're so close to it that you're like recognizing scales on it that have depth that like trump anything you've ever experienced. And then you focus in on that scale and then it implodes into like this tunnel of, of like eyes and shapes. And then you're sitting in front of a cross-legged being and there's like, you can just see every little speck of like to the micro nano, whatever the fuck it's like the largest scale and the smallest scale it's the it's the micro and the macro it is um the the craziest colors you couldn't fathom anything like it um oh new colors mike you know how you
2: can't invent new colors like no matter how hard you try do they come with uh dmt i think so they're at least brighter oh
3: that's cool that would be uh i guess somebody invent the
2: like Somebody invent the new color drug, right? Where, like, of course you can't... We can't have it because it's impossible. But, like, this drug at least lets you see it. And then, you know, no matter how hard you try, you can't recreate it because it's impossible. But you get there in your mind. Yeah.
3: Have you heard about how men and women don't see orange the same? Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think that...
2: I thought that was happening to me the other night when the Cleveland Browns helmets were a different shade of orange. I think I... Maybe that's, yeah, maybe I... Became a woman. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's what we're famous for. All right, continuing on here. um, We thought we'd try a bit of a concept piece here with, uh, you know, Tup and Pete's singing school. You know, we have no idea what we're doing. You know, I took one singing lesson uh, in the Maryland State Boy Choir, I signed up for a voice semester in college and I think I was like the only one to sign up. So they canceled it. So we don't know what we're doing, but, uh, you know, Mike, as we discussed is a bit of a jack of many trades and has been, uh, trying his luck in singing recently. And we've gone back and forth a bit, uh, you know, trying to pinpoint areas where like, I feel like Mike will stay on for like a couple phrases and then pick a new key. So I'm like, he's in there for parts. Like just yeah. to set everybody up for what we're gonna maybe <clears throat> get after here. Um but yeah, maybe Mike, tell us about getting into singing a little bit here. Like what do you what do you got?
3: Yeah, so I mean I was doing the MMA thing. Um I all well what wound up happening was I was dating a girl who ran a study abroad school and she went away for um to teach a program for six weeks. And I made a goal of it while she was gone to play guitar every day while she was gone. Hmm. I was like, I always wanted to learn it, but it was just so hard for me. I did play trumpet in school, but I, I, when I tried picking up guitar when I was younger, I could just tell like this is so not my instrument. Like, I yeah, think the I'd callus phase
2: is big, man. The, like, I feel like there, somebody needs to write a book like get past the calluses, you know. The calluses will harden, you know, .com. And you go to that website and hear testimonials about just get through those first, what,
3: week or two? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, and then on top of it, I mean, if you actually want to be good, you're talking. Whole new
2: set of calluses. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like to be good at the trumpet. Is, it's really not that many things like eventually you'll be able to play triplets and 16th notes that are relatively fast. You'll know your range almost. You can play like I, I don't know if it's a couple octaves or whatever. You'll be able to play a certain range. It's one note at a time. Yeah, I mean, you learn some dynamics and, and kind of follow a conductor typically. Um, most people who play the trumpet read music, but it's simple. I mean, I'm looking at like stack notes. Like who on earth can read and like follow and actually <laughs> do this shit? Like what? No, what about, I, what?
2: I can't. It's crazy. Yeah. One thing so, I, uh was interesting to me, like when you were, you know, sending me some stuff like, hey, you know, how's this sound and stuff? Like it was so great and hilarious that you started, I feel like with Bohemian Rhapsody, like such a complicated, unpredictable melodies. I was like jumping right in. I, I love this. Like, yeah, I didn't, or really did you start about with something it. else?
3: I don't know any singing theory. Well, I mean, yeah. oh no, no. Okay. So di- I don't know if you know this, but I, I mean, I, I, I have learned since then about, you know, probably 30 cover songs and I play an open mic uh, most oh, nice. weekends. Yeah, I think and, I've seen and, some stuff online, yeah. Yeah, I've written my own like original kind of like what you would like rock-ish, grungy, singer, songwriter, just whatever. Yeah. I've, I've I've made some stuff. And I mean, that's definitely more passable. And it's like a live act, the, the energy and stuff. I mean, people seem to enjoy it uh, better and better. And I'd say in the last year, year and a half, it's become something that's actually – you know, g- good enough. No, it's not really a yeah. problem. And usually, there's some people that seem to do worse, or f- at least fumble more. Or you're in the mix. Whatever. That's good. Yeah, it, um, feels, it feels fine. That took a good. while. But right.
2: Well, something I was noticing, yeah, like as I mentioned briefly, like I from hearing some like clips and stuff, like and going back and forth with you, that like I I thought that it maybe would be helpful to have someone while you're doing it pinpoint like okay here's where you stepped off the key and that's where i had the idea to you know like facetime or something i was like oh what if we recorded it as a podcast just to give everybody uh some background here but yeah i don't know i thought that like so i don't know if you want to like start singing something and then be like oh here's where Uh, here's yeah
3: yeah,
2: let's do okay. Or yeah, yeah, Tup, Do you think that's absurd? Tup, Tup and Pete singing school. I want Tup to be on board as the uh, as the founding member of this school. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: you, you're pulling me in as as uh, to to this school. Yeah, I, I I would love to be a part of this, uh, but maybe in a different way, just to keep an eye on. The whole thing, and make sure that it's still a good idea as we <laughs> proceed through <laughs> it. Um, there so, we go, Tup. Just, yeah,
2: you're like the shot clock guy. You know, you're you're yeah. doing the shot clock, but but for should we keep doing this, or should we exactly. go back to talk about psychedelics? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sing about psychedelics, That's, the psychedelic musical. You know, we arrive I, there, and we we look back on this as a big uh, moment in history.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll keep uh, you know a running list of psychedelic type ideas that we can jump <laughs> back into as soon as this goes, you know, too Tup, far afield. Yeah. Tup, so, so
3: in, it, in a couple clocked. minutes, we can get back to psychedelic talk and <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have do, do like the the mom, we'll just sing mama a few times. And that's probably- Right, mama enough. just killed a man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, I, I so I'll tell you this real quick backstory sure. about it. I mean, I picked Bohemian Rhapsody because I saw a video of Pete- Singing it, and I was like, "I bet you, if I took the audio from this and just played it over and over as like a warm up, there's a lot of range in it. It's like low and it's high, yeah, and it's like, and I, I like Pete's voice. He's a bigger guy. Maybe he's working with some of the same hardware I have on the inside. Being a bigger guy and having like, even though he's, you know, he has the high pitch, he might be a little bit more of a natural baritone than the average." singer. Right. Yeah. So I think I was my like,
2: speaking voice is on the low side. If, if yet, I'm not, I, if I hear I myself correctly. Yeah,
3: yeah. So I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just try to emulate. I like his singing voice. I know him. I'll just try to emulate this and use it as like, kind of like a little singing tool and is a good long-term goal to like, I mean, and then I thought, God, if you can sing this well, you probably can sing a lot of things well. So that was the, 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 Kind of the the thing. Now, I'll tell you this. Talking about Rob Mayer, did you know that on the Rob and Joe show, Joe Robinson went off about me releasing me playing guitar and singing? Oh, did he really? It became like a big bit thing. And then on the podcast I did as a time... (laughs) Uh, we talked about that and basically he just was like, he thought it was so bad that it had to be a put on. Like he thought this was like an Andy Kaufman type <laughs>
1: character I was doing.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
3: that's so, so
2: good. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, oh, that's great. I mean, yeah, so Hey, I, it feels good to be talked about, you know, you, you can handle that. Yeah. You're a, you're a confident guy.
3: Yeah. I don't really care. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't care at all. I yeah, mean, it's, you know, it's that's ju- so
2: funny. And did, yeah, the did, speaking did of did Rob order. Mayer thing, I just, you know, I think we said this off mic. I, I'll, I'll quote him on the podcast here and, and forgive me oh, if I yeah. butcher it, but yeah, just how funny it was when he was like, um, you know, the 10 least funny people I've ever met were all comics. I just, yeah, shouts out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so as we continue on here,
3: yes, yeah, uh, right.
2: I don't know if you want to like, we could start with like, Mary had a little lamb, we could do the Star Spangled Banner, here comes the bride, you know... I don't know. If you want to however you want to yeah. start, Mike, I would love ah. to just hear what you got and then maybe we could pinpoint and then top, yeah, start the shot clock of
0: should we keep <laughs> doing this? No. <laughs> no, it's this is promising. I let's let's that's You dive know what in.
3: what might be a good we don't have to do it this way. I'll do whatever. What if I say a line or two and then okay. Maybe yeah. maybe Pete stops me when I mess up or maybe I could try to if Pete sings the damn line and then I try to 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 parrot that motherfucker, you know, kind of like okay, a, you know, yeah, like we can a meet, start there. Like a-
2: All right, yeah. Here's what we'll do, Mike. Let's start with like a pitch identification thing because I think there are a couple okay. things to identify here, like okay. whether you can. Uh, I've I've heard you sing in relative pitch for a phrase or two at a time. Now I'm wondering if that's uh, based on hearing that pitch and then doing it in that or just like finding your own and being able to do it relatively if that makes sense or just dumb luck dumb luck is in there as well absolutely (laughs) yeah um yeah so let me just la la okay you're in there all right so you can you hear you heard a pitch and successfully um gave it back so that's good uh so the here comes the here comes the bride interval is a nice one, um, which I think is an interval of a fourth. Here comes, here comes. Okay, I think you nailed comes. I think you were flat on here. <clears throat> okay. Here, here comes
1: comes.
2: Okay, you're in there. All right. So that's good. That's promising. Um, As uh, my little brother and I do with our very successful cousins, uh, we constantly, you know, get on them about uh, being very successful, but not being able to hold a tune. So like you're already head and shoulders above them when we go out and uh, see them once a year. And that's 75% of what we talk about. You guys still can't hold a pitch. (laughs) God, Um, I'm
0: better than your cousins.
2: Yes. So you're, you're above the cousins.
0: So Not far. success-wise,
2: though,
3: Mike.
0: <laughs> they're, they're very successful. You want to bring me around a family
3: <laughs> gathering and show off your friends, just.
0: <laughs>
3: All right. So the here comes the
2: bride. Intervals in there. I, I feel good about that. Um, okay. Yeah, you want to try
3: "Mary Had a Little Lamb" in, in a key of your choice. Okay, I think I that that on the cell phone. I know that's three two one two three three three. Oh, okay. Um, no you know, cheating. So I, I get. Yeah, I'm very well prepared for this. Um, yeah.
1: Mary had a little lamb, little lamb, little lamb. Okay, lamb. hang on. Yeah, yep, I you you were in there. there. I you mean, were in I there, and then the second
2: up. time through, the second time through, you you jumped. Yeah, jumped. Yeah, you just mm. you jumped the uh, jumped the shark. You jumped Mark Cuban. Ugh. Um. No, yeah.
3: So, do you both agree on that? What if he? Yeah, tough. What did agree? you hear?
0: No, amazing. it's exactly right. Oh. Uh, it you you like not um, me jumped him, up, right? no. <laughs> jumped up, Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you jumped up like a whole step, I think, oh, uh, okay. or, or so.
3: A whole step—that's two Did frets. Have... Fuck. Okay.
1: Mary yeah. had a. <laughs> Mary had a. Okay,
2: had you lost it on had there? Oh.
1: Mary yeah, but that was just had... bi- that
3: was just a
0: little pitchy, you know. I, I don't think you. He okay, that wasn't like missing there. a note. That was just like okay. Just what do you? Just,
3: what, does it even sound like an okay timbre? Do I even have like what the vocal quality? Does it seem like I'm choking it off or like it's yeah. way out of a line, Like it's out of. Sync? There is
2: probably something technique wise we, that we don't know how to tell you, but yeah, I feel like you're straining a little bit. Okay, um, okay, okay. A little bit of strain, maybe like relax. And yeah, I've always yeah, gone yeah. back and Speaking forth. Voice.
0: Like t- your speaking voice is is beautiful, and so uh, yeah, something so, something should be better about your singing voice right. than, than how it is. And I think what it is is you might be trying too hard.
3: Okay, let, let's.
0: You do might it, have yeah. to just just let it just let loose a little bit. Okay.
2: And also, yeah, I've gone back and forth about like the pronunciation, like whether like how much pronunciation because some people I just feel like when they're straining when they're singing are pronouncing words not as well, like. Yeah. Like, meh, like you know, there's like an abrasiveness that you want to stay away from, I feel like, so too. So
3: more enunciation and don't let, Mare. like, the t-
2: yeah, let me hear um, you
3: say, let me hear the line, Mary had a little lamb.
2: Mary had a little lamb. I'm not really <clears throat> singing in full Mary. voice there, but.
3: All right. Mary, Mary had, had
2: a little lamb. Mary lit. had, Mary... Hold on. okay you're, you're jumping there like but mary had a
3: mary had a okay in there close yeah um what if i just did it more like my talking voice that's not a good idea maybe try different that. about what is different why why do you i don't understand. we turn
2: british mike all right, all right, okay. we turn british when we sing
3: yeah okay all right, maybe I should try that then. If this, might <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah, hit me with okay. British
2: Mary or British.
3: Let me uh, just do my as talking as I can. Okay. Okay, let's All hear right.
2: that. Mary had a little lamb. That's the that's in there or something. How about trying that in a higher register? All like right, just put your your regular let me start speaking voice.
3: a little bit. Let me just start talking a little bit higher. Okay.
1: Mary.
2: <laughs> That's an amazing technique. Okay. What, Mike, if you become some like big professional <laughs> singer, you're like, hang on, everybody. I got to start
3: talking first. <laughs> start talking like you want to sing. I'm going to tell you right now, hand to God. if I, I swear to you, I swear to you, I have studied singing through YouTube videos and podcasts and all that sort of bullshit. As much as I have tried to learn anything, and I I think I could coach somebody else how to sing, I just can't figure out how to do it myself. Oh, the that's interesting. The stuff I know about techniques and the lip bubbles and the resonance and all the different parts, and then how some people find the the mixed voice and the head, and then the the people debating over the the you know the the break. I mean, I've literally listened to it more than I study fucking jujitsu, and I'm top ranked <laughs> in like a national grappling tournament association <laughs> and choke black belts, but I suck at singing, and it it's. <laughs> It's mind-boggling. Oh, so,
2: maybe your next crossover. Uh, you know, you got the psychedelic athlete, the singing jujitsu fighter. Do you,
3: guys, <laughs> do you guys like the thing about it? Is when people like dance around and move and they change their posture and they're playing an instrument. It doesn't all of a sudden make them like sing bad. So, like all of the things that could make you sing bad, like I feel like that's they're not the they're not the thing that's fucking me up. It's literally like the way I choose to sing. Right. It seems wrong. What about the national
2: anthem? You know, that's one of the songs I feel Uh, like you can get, you can get in there and like beat like the Carl Lewis example is like a, is a big friend of the podcast already where like, I went back and checked this out. The Carl Lewis national anthem. He can sing. Like he just like became victim of like nerves and stuff. Like he can kind of sing. So like I feel like it's so dangerous to just when you enter nerves you could be the best singer in the world. Nerves are are you know the the dagger yeah. the kryptonite. Um, but anyway, I say that to just I don't nerves don't are to the say Carl one.
0: Lewis of uh, <laughs> to, to any singer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nerves are the Carl Star Lewis Spangled of singing. Yeah, the Star the Spangled Osea, Banner. Yeah, Star Spangled Banner. I don't Osea. know.
3: Jose, can you see?
0: Yep, Jose. Okay, all right.
3: Or if I do, what if I did like some other? I was trying to think of something else. I oh, Canada! That was like, yeah. Um, uh, all right.
1: Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's?
2: Okay, like really good start. So you're like, oh yeah. Uh, shoot, what note did you start on? Like. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. oh, say, can you see? Bye. Oh. Um, yeah, I think you jumped Bye. after the first. Yeah, which oh, might just be. It's a tough it's a tough range to cover. Um, one interesting thing about, thing about that song, like f- the word free is like the big. Oh, can they hit it? That note already shows up earlier in the song. And it's like we just focus on that one. That's a weird uh, that's a weird head head case of an
3: angle. All right, all right, all right. Um, Do you want to try that one one more time from the top? Yeah, try. Try. Say. Can you see? We can get. We can can pull the plug at any time. Maybe at the way end, I'll just try the the fucking queen thingy. Yes, and you know one other thing. I think that'll be our.
0: I I, want to say, Mike. Though I think it was that was good evidence right there that you're you're not really jumping around keys like it seems like you are some of the time because you You actually stayed in the same key. you you were just kind of missing notes a little bit not but then you you didn't leave the key.' what's, okay. what's so, crazy
3: is I honestly think that I, I not as a performance level. I think inside I have an abstract like strong sense of pitch. I don't think, I mean, I'm like, I'm borderline already and I have a weird thing with singing and I have like a sensibility of knowing I'm doing something wrong. Usually when it happens, it's not as simple as that. And it's Hmm. definitely like, uh, it's not like I think I have like fucking Rain Man in here and I'm out here (laughs) expressing Simple Jack. It's not that extent, but there is a little bit of that, dude. There is a little bit of that.
0: Cause I, my, I don't have great, uh, ability to hit notes either, but I know that I'm missing the notes when I'm missing them. Is that the same for you? Like can yes. can you hear you can tell you're missing those notes. I'll tell you this,
3: when I'm around a bunch of musicians and we're at a table and somebody's up on stage, I am like usually the first person to notice that something is off with the sounds, the audio, not just this, the, the first person to realize something's weird with the levels, the first person to realize that maybe that guitarist is out of tune and like the other people eventually affirm it, but I'm a good like, I could probably be a pretty decent audio engineer. Like I I have hypersensitivities to certain things when it comes to sound and production. I don't know. The thing about it is though, when you get like melody specific and key, there's no part of me that like memorizes or recognizes notes. So it might be the other dynamics than like the actual tune. I mean, I know, sh- I, I very much can tell when something resonates with each other. So like I could probably sing harmony better than taking lead. So like, but then I should be able to sing along to my guitar a little bit better too. So, mm. you know, I don't I don't know exactly, but I have a pretty good ear for it. Uh, The instrument, you know, we're working on. Okay.
0: Uh, well, okay. Well, so I'm going to suggest that after we try, after you just do a full-on belting of the uh, Star-Spangled Banner right now, and just give it your all. Which yes. I think that's that's definitely worth doing. And then, uh, then I think you should, as the last experiment of this, and then we should probably never speak of it again. <laughs> uh, I think uh, you should try to sing harmony to something that Pete sings. Oh. Okay, it, those, are since, good, those are some
2: good, some good things. Does that
3: work over the phone? Is that like, does it sync up kind of enough? I guess so, if we if we draw the notes out a well, little. Well,
2: here's what we could do. One of us, we could go mute. So like, uh, like if I'm singing melody, I'll mute you so I'm not thrown. And then you could try to sing harmony to that, let's say. That, is that well, what you're it, talking about,
3: Top? I just mean like syncing. I didn't know if it literally syncs up. You don't got to mute me. Bro, I'm not going to fuck you up.
0: Yeah, you, you'll be Yeah, because
3: what if I sounded like you and you sounded like me? That would be Oh, crazy. that becomes the big mystery of the
2: podcast. <laughs> Did you hear when uh, I kill Pete Harmony, and Mike but... Harmonized? <laughs> Did you hear when Pete and Mike Harmonized? Like,
3: yeah, nobody yeah. could tell who was who. Mike Harmonized is great, but he really threw Pete off, man. Something yeah, like God. Like Pete should hit the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: Pete really sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah, you want right, to just so yeah, try out? Up... Banner. And then all maybe right. we'll make notes along the way, but not not stop you. We'll try
3: one like that. How's all that? Right. I might not be able to make it all the way through, but that's yeah, no good worries. Enough. Wherever yeah. I make it's good enough. Sure. It's a long song. I still got to do that Bohemian Rhapsody thing, and
1: this is just <laughs> yeah. sec-
3: segment B. So <laughs> <laughs> right, <Yeah>. the B <laughs> side. Yeah.
1: Oh, say can you see by the dawn? Ah, I fucked up.
2: <laughs> okay, good. You heard it. You heard it yeah, there. That's I exactly knew. right. You you were on yeah. there and then as soon as you said Don's, you were you were like you knew. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I was laughing at your your reaction. Yeah. Uh, Mike, yeah.
3: Yeah. All right. Let me just try that one more time and then yeah, we'll yeah. move on from the start. You caught story. it exactly at the right spot. You heard yeah, it? Yeah, I know when I'm fucking up. That's real it's really hard, dude. See, at least when you see comics who suck, they don't realize they're not funny. You know, this has oh, been a dude, really yeah, different few years for me, bro. I'm used to being I good at
2: appreciate stuff. your openness, like and your openness to just like ask yeah. questions and stuff. Like I admire the shit out of it. Yeah, it's starting it,
3: to get truly. on my fucking nerves, but <laughs> <laughs> you're like, <laughs> really I appreciate that someone, you yeah. appreciate it. After about a hundred a mi- hundred open mics, it starts to piss you off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my fucking wits end over here. I appreciate your positivity, but Christ.
3: All right, um, All right
1: here <laughs> we go. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Oh
3: say can you see by the dawn's I'm fucking up. I'm just going to keep going. Let me let me let me do it okay. one more time. Yeah. I know I'm you already know I know I'm fucking up. So I'm not going to yeah, acknowledge Yeah, I it, heard you. I'm
2: you stopped kidding. exactly at the right time. Yeah, I did Absolutely. a little You're bit good.
3: before then, but then I really started to. It started yeah. okay though,
2: you know? It did.
3: Oh say can you
1: see by the dawn's early light, what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming,
3: and the yeah, I don't know that yeah, it's in the rocket's red glare. That's you. Enough. You
2: really found it there at last gleaming. I
3: was getting yeah, in and out, in and out.
2: Yeah, I went you flat found it
3: early on. And uh-huh. then I, yeah, I, you, you I, instead of saying it, I just recovered a little bit.
2: That's like, that's like the, uh, the happy birthday song effect, Mike. Like when at a birthday party, when like somebody <laughs> starts the happy birthday too high and they're like, happy birthday, dude, like they yeah. just switch keys at that point because they realized they started too high. Um, yeah. So that's what, I, right. I think you, you were hitting the top of your range early and then th- that, right. You're just like, Oh, I'll pick a lower note. And then like veer off into that uh relative key for a while um yeah but yeah i in moments you you're in there like you've you started it correctly i think almost every time and then you hear when you when you fuck up so yeah 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 i mean i i think it's like a could be a repetition thing um and yeah just recognizing that like it doesn't come easily to you um and then Right. Being I don't but you don't want to be like hyper aware of that. You want to have like a relaxed yeah uh perspective too. So yeah, I don't know, finding like a balance there maybe of like realizing it can happen and then I don't know, trying to
0: get back to it. I don't know. What do you think, Tup? I, I can relate, Mike, and uh just so you know, I, I put myself on mute and I was laughing really hard when you were singing, uh not because it was bad or anything like that. I just think that the Star Spangled Banner is a hilarious song to <laughs> sing not that perfectly. You, like, if you're not, I, I don't know why. It was just, yes. na- I was just cracking up. Uh, it is a and-
2: perfect song to have at the beginning of an event if if it goes poorly, right? Yeah. It's like the perfect, a- it goes poorly, this is going to be funny song. <laughs> you're
3: used to <laughs> laughing. Everybody laughs every time they hear it done badly.
0: right Right. it's just and again yeah it wasn't like it was really bad it was just uh, for some reason it was just cracking me up Uh, just somebody not doing a perfect job of that song (laughs) is is very that is a really nice
3: recipe there's like an snl element to it you know
0: i was just gonna say i can really relate mike to the you know it's not uh it's not easy when you can hear that you're doing you know that you're singing something wrong and you you can't you can't seem to fix it. It's really frustrating. So the fact that you've stuck with it and continue to stick with, uh, singing is like very impressive. That's not, uh, that's very frustrating. I, and I know it, uh, as a guy who suffers from that, Pete, Pete will tell you, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, you're hard on
2: yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I, you know, you're, you're a beast and I have, uh,
2: all the confidence in your abilities, but But I also,
0: yeah. But that is, that's the, that's a true thing that I can relate to is just, you know, I can hear, I'm, I can't hit that note or I'm, I, I, I I'm blowing it and it's, uh, so anyway, yeah. It's killing it's me inside. Great. <laughs> it's killing me inside. Definitely. It, it does. Uh, but yeah, I would, I'm going to probably listen back to that, uh, what you just did about 10 times before I go to bed tonight because <laughs> it's just yeah. made me so happy. So, uh, thanks for doing that. And <laughs> well, then
3: I'll make sure I send you the audio in the morning. <laughs> no. I know yeah <laughs> right right i'm gonna hold off yeah. just because yeah. you see said your that you're never gonna sleep. see this audio <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: you're never getting that audio you my son computer
3: crashed guys
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. yes um <laughs> yeah. oh so i wonder right in this current state of uh singing abilities like is it not mnemonic devices but uh what are the ones where you set something to music and you help it helps you remember Because i was thinking like you know, a completely tone deaf person can't, like, uh, so the example would be uh, Mozart Symphony 40, like, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Mozart, this is Symphony 40. Like, if they hear that, and obviously in the real symphony version, nobody's singing those words. It's just like, da 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 Oh, and then you can still maybe get it off the rhythm, but I wonder where does uh, where does that person fit in on being able to benefit off of those type of uh, memory devices?
3: I it, I mean, it might be able to separate. It depends on the person. It might be able to separate some of their shortcomings or whatever. You know, like if somebody can somehow be like
1: M is R was were be
3: being been as have like that. You know, is that what you mean? Like yeah. one of them sort of things. I probably did right, better right, at that right. than Mary has a little lamb, but
2: no, that was pitch perfect. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> there, you were you were relaxed, maybe. Or here's another. Well, maybe I nail that every time. I just
3: can't sit. No, I'm just, right.
2: <laughs> no, you have to sit, Mike. Here's what it is. We cracked it. You have to sing those words to every different melody. So sing that. Sing those words to the Star Spangled Banner. Yes, melody. <laughs> oh. I don't know if I... No, seriously, do it right okay. now. <laughs> M is
1: our
2: Okay, we might have something here, guys. <laughs> yeah. The singing school, uh, what we, what we uh, come to find from running this uh, school program is is that any any person can learn how to sing, they just have to find the words yeah. that work for them and then just have to... You're stuck singing those words. That's the one part we haven't figured out yet. Yeah. But just yeah, the, the hope is that you don't land on words that are, that are unkind. That's the, that's the danger. That's when the lawyers get involved and shut down the school.
3: Yeah. I'm, I just feel like weirder Al. If I, that was weirder Al, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Every- oh, yeah. Just, uh, is there, right, an opportunity for a, a parody of the parody guy and just weirder Al... Who are the other all mnemonic
3: devices, all you can learn <laughs> <laughs> rock right. versions of your favorite, like
2: <laughs> Amish paradise with the Star Spangled Banner words. <laughs> yeah, now it is. Yes. Yeah,
3: that's step two. All
2: right, so mm-hmm. the, the psychedelic athlete, the acid <laughs> or the uh, the singing jujitsu yeah. guy. Should I what try any of that? The, um,
3: Rhapsody, or you think the Star Spangled Banner? Yeah, what do you think?
2: I if you want to try uh, Bohemian, we'd love to hear it. We'd love to hear that too, and um, yeah, and then we can finish up use the, mu-
3: the singing part. That, that's a that's a less than a minute. Yeah, your clip's fifty something seconds, so it's pretty. Uh, let's see. All right, yeah, yeah, hit it, man.
1: Mama just killed a man, <laughs> put a gun against his head. Pulled the trigger, now he's dead. Mama, life had just begun. Now I've gone and thrown it all away. Mama. Ooh. make you cry if I'm not back again this time tomorrow carry on carry on nothing really matter
2: okay a lot a lot of good stuff in there like you you find it and then you go yeah. for a while um didn't mean to make you cry. You you found a nice groove there. I thought. Okay. And then yeah, from some of the recordings that we exchanged before, the the carry on at the end is a is a trouble spot for you. Yeah, it's a tough one. But yeah, a lot of, yeah, that is tough. And I think that is also a, a case of the starting "Happy Birthday" too high. I think that's just like pushing your your range, mm-hmm. um, and then you just like opt for like a lower note, um, or maybe it's not even. Is it even lower? You're going like I, I, you know what? Carry on, carry on. From, instead from of like,
3: knowing, carry on, carry on. From matching, uh, like Keith, I've done like this perfect ear thing where it plays a note and then you replicate it. I have a high range that that's pretty high, but it gets very spotty with missing notes once it gets to a certain like like that when it's like the number four or like especially five. I'm not hitting many of them notes. So okay. whatever that means, right. you you yeah. can translate that into whatever music brings. Yeah, you no, have. I
2: think but, that's just. Yeah, I think that's just what I've uh, what I'm gonna take to the copyright store after this and call the Happy Birthday effect. Yeah,
3: that's actually a um, really good. Yeah, <laughs> take it and run with it.
2: Yeah, start a whole uh, LLC, the Happy Birthday Effect website, and all. Like, what do you actually do? We raise awareness for starting Happy Birthday Too High. Mm. We have like a 5K. We all grow mustaches. I had
0: the uh, same analysis, uh, that, that like that at some point it was a little out of your range. And so you just picked a a different note that was too low the times that you missed it. But then the same feedback from before, Mike, like you, you stayed at home the whole time. You just, you somehow worked your way back into, or so you know what the, what the key is and you stick with it and you, and you, Yeah, you didn't, at least not that I noticed, you didn't change out of the key permanently. You just, there were phrases that you just uh, went with a different set of notes, basically. Yeah. That's what I heard.
3: Now, the good thing for me is my favorite singers, I, I enjoy stuff like the Violent Femmes, Leonard Cohen, the Pixies, Sonic Youth. I like bad singers. Daniel Johnston, Neutral Milk Hotel. All my favorite singers were really probably bad. So I have that going for (laughs) me, you know? Um, Yeah. I love bad music. I love, like,
2: uh, you, you know um, that's how every uh, every student of the Tupp and Pete singing school leaves <laughs> that's their like graduation speech I love terrible music I've
3: never listened to music and been like god that's a shitty singer it's like literally so off my radar I love yeah. anybody that like is singing somewhat cool like has like, yeah. like they seem cool to me if I like the person for sure man I don't give a fuck how they sound i've never even thought Dude. of it when it comes to music singing wise
2: kanye kanye like stinks he misses notes and like i think his singing is so charming yeah
0: yes chance the rapper also uh, chance the, the rapper then, uh,
2: yeah. same drugs that song he is missing 50 percent of the notes and it's gorgeous
3: it yeah, is like kurt cobain yeah. singing key i mean does i mean kind of i don't know i i'm at, like what yeah, he's in the ballpark. Yeah, he's, he's in there. He's, he's he's feeling he's, it though. A, he's, yeah. he's underrated yeah. probably for his melodic abilities because people think he's just terrible. Um, but but he
2: yeah no he wrote some some yeah. some really good music. Okay,
0: he's happy to he's happy to belt out a note that's well flat. Yeah, and just yes. stay stay on it for a long time but it's confidently
3: and consistently flat it's not constantly fighting itself i i need to flick the switch and just say commit and keep moving forward with whatever's coming out that like don't don't like let the dissonance and the and the wrongness beat me up and then create absolutely like, like um really weird internal like fight and disgust with it I'm with you, yes, man. I'm like I think that's a good. Whenever I'm on, drugs, I do that too much. Where, out much easier, dude. Like if I if I'm on, like you know, if I was at the open mic and I'm on like Molly or something, like God, I feel like on top of the world. I don't know if it sounds yeah. better. It really feels like it. I
2: absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely sweat notes too much. So I would say that would be something not to take away. Like while having an awareness, like don't sweat it to yeah. like. Uh, a huge degree where it's like taking away from your enjoyment and like feeling of the music. Yeah. If uh, a couple drinks drinks
3: sometimes like, I mean, you know, or something like that. Oh, like, for sure. If it might dampen. I think I have those intense sensitivities that I'm constantly reacting to the second that it happens.
2: Absolutely. Mike, honestly, like I think I would be at my best performance wise, vocally, with like 6 shots of yes, vodka. Yes, okay. You know, I think that's like this that's like my nerves are gone, but I'm not like smashed and uh yeah, so that 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 device is is over for me at this moment, but it used to be a nice one where like yeah. Show up to sing at church with a couple shots of vodka, like feeling good and <laughs> get the job done. It's what
3: we're famous We should note, we're not we we're not going to do it because we, we did a lot of singing, but we, we should, just so when people are listening, we should say that we did not do the harmonizing thing in case people are like, they said they were going to do that. Oh, and like so clipped it out. So at least we circled yeah. back and now they can't say we didn't know Right, we did do it. This so is legally true. binding. It's yeah. good. To, it's good to acknowledge that. Like earlier when I brought up Rob Mayer and Pete was like, actually, Mike, that was off recording, but we saved it.
2: Yes. Yes. We brought um, it back up and uh, that's a great (laughs) quote. And so, so true.
3: Yeah. Um, So, Uh, oh, I I was going to tell you um, something funny that when we talked about the psychedelic stuff and something you may not have known, I thought of it when you talked about past vices drinking. Um, So I never drank at all or did anything until I was 27 Not that it's something that we necessarily need to talk about, but it was just like a fun little point to bring up about it that literally the psychedelics, the throwing myself to other states of consciousness was like another phase or like thing in my life. Um, I'm kind of on the other side of it because this is the second sober October I did. And this time I haven't really started back smoking pot or, um, you know, I mean like drinking like a couple drinks or something, but for, for like five, six years of my life, I was like an all day, every day, uh, smoking pot, sometimes really a lot. And, you know, just microdosing, mushrooms and acid regularly and then trip it doing the dmt all the time so yeah. it really went pretty hard for a while but that was like a later phase what do you think the not drinking was
2: like just never felt the need or pressure because I, w- I was a late comer like i really didn't start till like senior week like after high school um yeah. and that was like late and i just yeah i could have seen accidentally just never starting or not accidentally it probably would have been great um yeah. but yeah uh yeah what was it for you do you think
3: All right so i describe it like this imagine you You is a good example. You didn't drink till senior week. So why didn't you drink junior year of high school? Because people told you it was bad. You might get addicted. You might've known some alcoholics uh, in your life. You might've just been scared of of doing it. You had never experienced anything like it. And then imagine if that went on for another year instead of senior week, now you're 19, now you're 20. And eventually it just becomes you. It becomes your identity. You've been around it. You didn't succumb to the peer pressure enough times you still have all of the solidified opinions and and there's just nonstop affirmation about how it's damaging like yeah. every adult male you know had to quit drinking and you're like, "Huh, right. maybe maybe this will be a problem if I start." And wow, yeah. It was That's just it's just that. And the same reason you wouldn't want to do any other drug that you thought was harmful, I just Kind of thought alcohol was like that, and I didn't do alcohol yeah. until I was twenty eight. Till I had done every drug I've ever done, so wow. I had I had I'd had smoked pot and mushrooms, acid. You know, what would you um, think of drinking? DMT. Um, it's fun. It's cool. It's uh, fun, right? I, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's it's fun to be a little silly. Uh, the idea of hangovers, because I mean, no drug I really do has any sort of repercussions. Um, if anything, you feel better for having been back. I mean, I've done MDMA, uh, sometimes, but I mean, it's never really had a really long hangover effect. So the thought of getting like a wine headache or, or still feeling like, you know, feeling weird the next day scares me.
2: Yeah.
1: So
3: because of that, I keep it really dialed in. Like I rarely have more than like five or six drinks. Um, a good amount. You know, but I mean, yeah, Yeah. but that's enough for me to be really fun and get my guard down. And um, I'm I'm sociable. I laugh a lot. I'm I'm more I'm less like of an introverted extrovert and more like in between. So the extroverted side of me isn't as like sharp and nonstop, and then the introverted side of me isn't as like guarded. It kind of just blends me, and I have fun. Alcohol is fun. It's really it's really. I think my, my personality pierces through and like my, um, the sharpness of my thoughts, it doesn't really, I've never really felt overly inebriated from it mentally. I've never really felt like too stupid drunk. Yeah. You know? Still feel right. like I have my wits about me. Even if I, my words sound a little slurry or, or loose, you right. know, are you guys going to get a Christmas tree? Uh, no, I don't really do anything. My place is pretty blank. I don't decorate, <laughs> you know. The dog doesn't care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. How about you, top? I, I tried to get one today actually. Uh too many people there. Um Wound up so taking bailed. a person home instead. Yeah. So we just use the, the person only... as our Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, how
1: about I that? I think I
0: they would have been happy to. Anybody would have been happy to leave the, you know, they're all just like a bunch of couples, so way too many of them, in like cramming themselves into some tiny little parking lot of a of a restaurant Ooh. where they're you know around the corner, and I think everybody was miserable. So I just left because I could palpably feel how unhappy everybody was. When was starting <laughs> to wear off, yeah, just to rub off on me.
2: The live Christmas tree business where you just get a, a guy who stays in your house for a few <laughs> weeks with a few branches taped to him. <gasps> Do you remember that guy
3: from the comedy scene, um, Tommy Too Much Liberto? No. What was this? Tommy Liberto was a guy who hung around high tops all the time, and he was pretty eccentric. Um you know, nice He had a guy, live Christmas tree act. <laughs> absolutely crazy. He goes to New York and he like does this YouTube thing and it went somewhat viral at one point and was kind of like a successful thing where he dresses up like a jo- – like he dresses up in a Christmas tree suit. He has like a Christmas tree outfit.
0: Oh, shit. Okay. okay. And then what? Um,
3: he is a crazy person and runs around and people take pictures with him and probably think he's somewhat normal and doing it to be like a fun dad. And then they probably have conversations with him and realize maybe he's a homeless guy who made this outfit or something and don't know what to think. Or if he's like a war vet. I mean, he comes off as absolutely a little bit out of his mind. I don't want him to hear this and get too offended, but yeah, he's pretty fucking crazy. Oh,
2: hire him to come be your Christmas tree. You're saying.
3: Yeah, he sounds right. If it's the job, <laughs> you can be a, you know, you get a couple months worth of work. There we
2: go. Yeah. Um, okay, so Christmas trees, yeah. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. How about you?
0: You getting one? I mean, I do think not to just to jump away from the idea of a person being your Christmas tree. I, <laughs>
2: there's
1: plenty
0: of other uh, programs yeah. out there for helping to get people off the street when it's cold. You know, whatever the people are out there and in bad conditions. Uh, Have get them hold these the Christmas Christ- lights. Yeah, get them in there. Be your be your Christmas tree. I think it's a adopt uh, a kid. There, they're less uh, there are less dignified gigs. You know, it's a it's a festive. It's not okay. It's not. Uh, it's not the highest. Uh, you know, type of work. It's not high. <laughs> I don't know the right term I'm looking for here, but it doesn't feel nice to have yeah. somebody do this, but like, you know, I think a lot of people would be, be happy to do that.
2: Yeah. Right, you start to feel bad, you so you do it. You're like, oh, I yeah. feel bad. Take a break. I'll do this, and they slowly, <laughs> yeah, <this>. yeah, exactly. <laughs> they slowly start moving in on your family. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's what I keep doing to the nanny. We just got a nanny for these kids. I just keep, no, I can, you don't have to do all this changing diapers. Let me let me do that.
2: <laughs> right, just, get, get out
0: of here. Yeah, go home early. I'll pay you double. Go back. Go back, and you'd be the tree. You don't have to change these diapers. <laughs> go set yourself up in the corner. I'll put the lights on you. <laughs> um what 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 was that Mike
3: do you have a family? Do you have kids
0: i yeah I have a couple of identical oh, twin yeah. boys uh eight eight months old now they are
3: Wow, so yeah you Christmas trees probably if not this year, starting next year, it's something you probably gotta do we
0: were, I had them with me, you know that they were there today with us to get the Christmas tree, and then we, I just bailed on the whole operation, so I taught them uh giving up is is the best way to deal with any. <laughs> that any, was the, the smallest lesson. amount of adversity. Have just your baby be the Christmas tree. A <laughs> 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 <The> whole company. <laughs> stack, stack the babies on top of each other.
2: <laughs> right. Which of your kids gets to be the uh, Christmas tree this year? Becomes a whole pageant thing, like the Christmas tree pageant. I'm yeah. just a Christmas tree, short and fat, and I lost the lottery this year. Oh, it! My number was up. My turn to be the Christmas tree. Merry Christmas!
0: Are you Christmas. guys? Uh...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys getting one, Pete? Uh, we have one uh, here at the apartment, like a little uh, small job that just kind of is there all year round. But now you plug it in. Um, oh, it's a
0: oh. uh Okay, just a little uh,
2: synthetic tree. Yeah, and then yeah, I'd, uh, I'd I would love to get uh, another one
3: too. Maybe you could get one of those. You could get to, you could get one a fake one, right? Is that an option or no? You do real deal
2: more and more. I'm coming around to fake. Yeah, get get the fake. Save the real trees for uh, environmental emissions
0: and, and you know save a tree, leave a tree. Okay, is it's, it's going to be some kind of weird? Everything's backwards, right? It's going to be like the Christmas tree industry is actually really really good for the environment or some weird. Oh, shit Oh like right, that, when you right? cut em them down,
2: like, it releases out the toxins.
0: i think it's gonna be you know they plant they're like the biggest planters of trees are the christmas tree farms and like therefore you Uh, know you put all those people out of work too Mm yeah put all those trees out of work (laughs) (laughs) put all those yeah the people who are serving as the trees (laughs) right Plant them as a the tree. You're saying, yeah.
2: <laughs> have people in trees, cascading. <laughs> <Yeah>. trade places, <laughs>
0: right? I think I'll get a real tree. It's just, I, it's going to be probably tomorrow morning. I'll, I'll, I'll go out there and uh, when there's <laughs> when there's less upset couples, uh, you know, each just working their way into a fight. You know, they're right. like just minutes away from it turning into a fight, and yeah.
2: Let everybody out of jail and put trees in there instead.
0: Ah, yeah, that's good. Um, Can you speak
2: any other
3: languages, Mike? No, I'm terrible at learning that type of stuff. Okay. There's no shortcut. I was good at anything that there's like a trick to it. Like, right. Okay. yeah, Yeah. Remembering arbitrary, like, dates like memorizing stuff for history and learning a foreign language it's like wait I can't get by by being smart I actually have to like do the same amount of work as everybody else this fucking blows oh
2: yeah Yeah. oh that's an interesting distinction to be able to make like right like as a smart person like oh what can I just get by on I never had to deal
3: with that it's only now that I'm being introduced to the concept Yeah. I mean, math was always super easy. A lot of like classes that, I mean, were like a talent. I mean, I, I, certain things I did well, but that was a tough one. Like, you know, English, it sucked to have to read something. Um, but, but writing something was, or understanding the laws of language were pretty simple to me, but, uh.
2: What about writing on the
3: psychedelics? You ever write any awesome shit? while I'm on psychedelics yeah. uh no I've done like audio recording stuff like like I've you know talked and listened back it's all right I mean it, you'd have to have a pretty vested interest in it or I don't know if it would seem that much cooler I will tell you something that's weird with the psychedelics that it inspires you to do that's kind of bizarre is sometimes I feel like I'm being guided through something that's distinctly yogic, like Hmm. something makes me want to like twist my body a certain way and encourages me to like, you know, rotate my head a certain direction and put my arm in a certain position. And it like, is in relationship to the experience and sometimes it's very, 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 very obvious. Mm. So like for a while when I was doing, this is when I was doing the DMT every day. Eventually it became like a very obviously yogic experience that I would almost like unwind and like, fall back to like a neutral sort of like physical something. And it would involve very extreme ranges. And my roommate at the time was like, it looks like somebody's doing like a a Thai massage to you or something. Oh, wow. Really bizarre <clears throat> shit. Oh, so. a drug that makes
2: you just feel like you're having a massage. Yeah. Very insane, dude. Yeah. That's absolutely. a good one. Yeah. If they could yeah. make that drug, the problem with, I, I feel like some of these drugs is that, yeah, oh, you might have that, but you might get the bad kind that it happens. You know, if your brain's a certain way and it hits it in that weird right angle, you know, you're not going to have the good one. You're going to have the bad version
3: of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, they call that salvia. Yeah.
2: Salvia. Okay. Yeah. You know I feel like I've, Yeah, I think I tried salvia one time salvia and sucks. I felt like I was falling forward and doing machine gun laughs. Those are my two symptoms, like, <laughs> and falling forward. Um <laughs> were what I could not stop doing for a good like 45 seconds. Then I feel like it was over.
0: Right. And I think Tommy thought he was uh, a bug about to be zapped by a bug zapper while yeah. that was going on. Oh that's, man. Uh, that's that's
3: uh, sucks, bro. You really think you fucked up sometimes, you know, <laughs> you wow. were like, Oh, I fucked up. I shouldn't have done that. I'm something else. Man. It's, it sucks, dude. Yeah.
2: Luckily I still thought I was me. I just thought I was falling forward and, and my laughter was more machine gun like than usual. I, it is rather machine gun like. Yeah, a it sounded like your
0: normal laugh. To me. It was just, you <laughs> yeah. were laughing. You were laughing harder than the situation called for, uh, with the bug zapper thing. <laughs> right, with that whole bug zapper thing, you were trying to with push. With the fact on us. that Tommy, I mean Tommy, had turned into a fly and he was getting zapped by the bug zapper, that just wasn't that funny. You know? right? That's pretty common. Um,
3: I mean, not specifically that, the fly, but it's very, very uh, common to think you become other types of things and exist the way they do.
2: Uh-huh. A different guy who smokes salvia,
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Just yeah. one guy <laughs> over became, the guy uh, to your immediate right. You think you become him?
3: Uh, yeah, dude. I I gave DMT to a buddy of mine. And uh, while he was tripping, these weird beings that he was sitting in a circle with offered him drugs, and he's like, "Dude, I am good." He's like, Whoa. "I don't want to know what the drugs they do <laughs> on the drug." Like literally, it was s- people sitting around a circle, these bizarre like alien beings passing around like a, a bowl of some other drug.
0: <laughs> wow, yeah. that's odd though that he would that he would deny. The machine elves i mean it, yeah. aren't they you know it's don't don't you get the sense that they know what's going on and that that you should probably yeah. listen to what they i would hey,
3: i don't i would have done the fucking drugs <laughs> i don't know about that but he's you right. know shit the bed Do as you far think, as i'm concerned but what
0: so i i've been uh i've been thinking for a while mike that like alcohol you you seem like you're you think alcohol is pretty good, uh, it's, you know minus the, the hangovers. But I've been thinking for a while, that's probably not long for this world. That's going the route of cigarettes, and alcohol is oh. going to be out. And then so, something uh, is going to have to replace it. So all the bars are – we still need bars because we still need to get together and hang out. And stand around, you have to be holding something while you're standing around for whatever reason, you just can't stand around and not be holding something so guns <laughs> <laughs> so hear me out so hear me out guns. what do you think about guns uh, no, uh, so so I you know, I've been saying, oh, there's gonna be some kind of weed cocktails or whatever whatever uh gun cocktails, would, maybe we're not sure yet it
2: <laughs> doesn't matter if it's it's either gonna
0: be. Guns, poison, or <laughs> weed, uh, different types of poison. No, so the, the, so my real question, I, I'd like to hear your reaction to that theory that I have in general, yeah. but then I also wanna know what if it was DMT somehow? Mm. Like I, DMT is very, you have to take it a very certain way and it, you know, let's pretend yeah. like you, you didn't have to take it that very certain way and you didn't have to get this certain amount for it to break through and all that stuff. Uh is would it be a good thing? Would would people be able uh, to hang out at any level? Is it is it uh If you, you don't know, do what?
3: too much I mean, yeah, you can you can hang out. If you do small amounts of it, it's just like uh it's like tripping on mushrooms for eight to 10 minutes, or, I mean, you can do it to any degree and get lower level buzzes. You can barely feel anything. You can just get like a little bit of a touch of something and you're just maybe thinking and perceiving slightly different. It's, it's every scale Like, like, you know, you could imagine on the psychedelic spectrum, it just takes it way, 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 way further. What I think about what you're saying is I think that they would come up with some other sort of easy, relaxing experience that takes the edge off very unlike even weed. Like a lot of people find weed to be a difficult experience like these drugs that make you that make you introspective and self-reflective and think about your life they are not for everyone and and they are not for people who like to do alcohol and cocaine and typical like like let's take let's take an easy experience to replace my, my, my life and everything I hate about myself. Like, like those are very much escape drugs. There's no escape to anything on the psychedelic spectrum. And I even think most people who are extremely destructive and, you know, bar bar scene type people, I think pot is too serious for them i think it's too mm. real so i don't think it'll be weed i think maybe there would be synthetic or other forms of alcohol or some other f- something like alcohol that is legal that um if alcohol ever became less popular or illegal that's what right. i would think
0: the slightly change guns then yeah guns <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. Right, the the step on in here and have your perspective slightly changed bar with this yeah. uh, this little thing of D DT, uh, DTM DMT. Yes, that, uh, you know you f- have on the way in, and then from there it's just like a nice bunch of fountain sodas or like regular yeah. water or tea and and you know regular drinks. But this this entry of uh, this exact correct amount of DMT is uh, making everybody have just a slightly different experience everybody thinks the person they're looking at is the one person to the left it's all just this one over technology
3: we, <laughs> yeah I, it's funny you say you, what did you say DTM or whatever I gave uh I got my dad to do it finally and he and then he started ranting and raving about it at his fucking work and he goes but I'm trying to get them to look it up but all that's coming up is country music
2: D T M, yeah, <laughs> and see, also no, well,
3: he said C. So it's D M T, and he told them it was C M T. Oh,
2: yes.
3: There we go. So, I'm CMT. serious. I'm not making that up. And then, look, so he calls me. He goes, hey, bud, I've been really looking into this DMT shit we did. You know, we're, we're in a unique group of people. There's people like Mike Tyson and the Joe Rogan, and he's going on about all these people who are, like, famous who've done DMT. He goes, it's a really unique group of people that are talking about this shit, huh? I'm like, yeah, right." Dad. You know? We're in a so, class all our own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's great. Yeah. Did Did he have a good time, your dad?
3: Oh, he loved it, man. He couldn't believe it. His exact reaction was, well, I, I'll, uh, the short version is, I mean, he did a lot, dude. I loaded enough for like three or four grand holy everything and he fucking did it all in one rip i he didn't leave me too much so i did it wow. too with him but i didn't get too powerful of an experience and i put extra in in case something fucked up or it didn't work you know because usually the problem is people don't think they did enough they don't quite right. get the experience you're supposed to get you know you're supposed to turn into a fly about to get zapped and all you're doing is laughing and falling forward you know <laughs> right that. so that's so, great yeah. yeah yeah i mean I mean, most people (laughs) half step Um, and my dad did not half step. And next thing you know, he was looking at some alien thing and there was these giant walls of psychedelic imagery on each side of it. And it kept making him try to read some language that he couldn't read. And then it wiped away the language and it was like, look, dummy, you can read this. And it gave him a list of things that were like, the first one was be a better Um, you know, husband and more understanding to your wife. And then like number three or something was like stain the deck. Like you, and then it like scolded him. It's like, you (laughs) said you were going to stain the deck four weekends in a row and you keep lying to push it off. Like, why haven't you stained the deck? (laughs) Like Uh, this alien thing, you know, (laughs) be a better
2: husband to your son.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah um, did he wind up staying in the deck?
3: Yeah, he did, and it was like 37 oh, degrees
0: out, man man. Wow. Yeah, he
3: did it that day
2: Papa Turpin Here we go Shout out. Well yeah uh, Mike, thanks so much for doing the podcast, man. Hell this was really yeah. fun. you're, uh, you're a, a great sport and thanks for letting us, you know, I was going to say share our knowledge, but again, this was based on, on nothing but instinct. so but wow. yeah, thanks for letting, uh, letting us try this this pilot program of, of an experience.
3: Well I really appreciate your instinct boys that uh I'm going to take it and run with it. I'm going to nail yeah. I'm going to nail yeah. one of the I mean, either the star spangled banner, Bohemian Rhapsody or Mary Had a Little Lamb. There we and go. One of those three. I'm
2: gonna And uh plug down. your podcast, man. What uh, you oh, got a new podcast so going, I right? I
3: just started recording a podcast literally today, but honestly if you if you have Instagram, you should just Follow the psychedelic athlete. No underscores. No nothing. The psychedelic athlete for Um, basketball acid videos. Yes, and (laughs) I I post. I mean, I I post on a variety of things. Like you know, some stuffs like strength and conditioning, sort of related, psychedelic related, a lot of jujitsu stuff, and uh, stuff for the podcast that is going to kind of fall under the same spectrum. You know, I definitely. Come off a bit like a quirkier less uh jock like less normie Joe Rogan as far as like and then do a lot of that kind of stuff, so if you're into that kind of stuff, you probably would enjoy some of the stuff I put out
0: hell yeah, awesome, Mike awesome. thank you, yeah, thank you, Mike so oh, much yeah. a lot of fun it's a good time it's yeah. what
1: I mean. we're famous.